0: Welcome to Emotional and Spiritual Wellbeing, the podcast that balances psychology and spirituality, helping you achieve well-being by discussing how the mind, will, and emotions interplay with the spiritual and physical. Here is your host, Sharon Wegman. Hi, welcome to Emotional and Spiritual Wellness. My name is Sharon Wegman. I'm a licensed professional counselor in Reading, Pennsylvania area. And with me, I'm joined by Kate Byler, my intern. Kate, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure.
1: My name is Kate. I am finishing up my master's program at Jefferson University. They have a trauma counseling and community trauma program there. So I've been interning for Sharon for about a year now, and I've been able to help out with these podcasts and bring into the practice a lot of what I learn about trauma
0: and, yeah, just working out some of my skills. Right, and we like talking, so we do these podcasts. And um, what we're going to talk about today is coping with the holiday blues. Um, It's a very difficult time of year on multiple levels for a lot of people. Holidays trigger a lot of disappointment, a lot of family trauma. Um, And additionally, we're moving into the season where people are experiencing more seasonal, seasonal affective disorder in mm-hmm. which there's more depression. So it's while it is supposedly the most wonderful time of the year, the reality is for a lot of our clients, it's a very difficult season. Um, it's very stressful. And there's just a lot of um, issues. And so we're going to address them. This is probably going to be a two-part podcast. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of heightened expectations around the holidays. And even when our expectations get let down, which a lot of the times they do around the holiday season, it can leave leave us feeling a lot more depressed than even where we began.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> It's just a really ambivalent holiday season because on one side of the coin, it's supposed to be special. It's supposed to be connecting. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. And on the other side of that coin, for a lot of people, there's a lot of family trauma and dynamics that only happen at this time of year. Right. So we're going to be talking about coping with the holiday blues from a spirit soul and body um point of view because we are a triune being Mm -hmm. we have a spirit we have a soul which is your mind your will and emotions and we have a body so it's very important for us to address it in all three areas definitely and they all work
1: together so when you start being healthy with one the other ones will almost need you to be healthy in the others or it all works together. So it's right.
0: important. So we're going to start with the body because these are basic things that people can begin to work on now mm-hmm. <laughs> so that when we hit the actual holiday season, we are going to be in a better place. These are things that we talk about in therapy a lot as far as optimizing people's emotional health because emotional health is very affected By our body.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people, honestly, it's like actually kind of surprising how much we separate the two and don't think or aren't self aware enough to know how we're treating our body or not moving enough or what we eat isn't affecting our mental and emotional health too.
0: Right, so the first thing we're going to talk about is sleep. Um, The body needs an optimum. I have seven to nine hours of sleep. So many of our clients have trouble sleeping. I know, it's a big issue. And the reason why it needs that is it's it optimizes brain function and mood regulation. So if we're not getting the right amount of sleep, it'll affect us emotionally. Um, so, yeah, how do we get better sleep? It also, I mean,
1: even when you go through the cycles of sleep, in your REM sleep, it's also your brain processing the emotions from the day. And I I like to think that it renews us in some type of way. So when we wake up in the morning, it's not all still like, almost like a feeling hangover. Like those things have been processed in our sleep in in a sense through our dreaming and through a good night's rest and your brain, the neurosynapses in your brain are being strengthened and renewed again
0: with its rest. Right, so um, so these are the things that I tell my clients. Um, one, no electronic screen half hour before you go to bed because that blue screen will affect your ability to be stimulated in your brain. Um, I also say create a regular habit. For me, I take a, uh, I, I bathe in the evening um, because it's part of relaxing my body. Mm-hmm. What are some yeah. things you tell your clients?
1: I think the tea helps a lot of just like that ritual of like maybe having a hot cup of tea before bed and have it be something comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, something, anything that makes you feel comfort I think is a good nightly ritual of whether that be tea or just reading a book on the couch with blankets before you go to bed or a breathing exercise before you go to bed. All those things, um, put your mind at ease and um, give your body the
0: sense of oh right it's time to calm down great so we do teach people how to do body relaxation and breathing because a lot of people don't know how to do that and that's a mindful exercise that you need to be able to do to bring your body into that peaceful place so if you don't know how to do that it would be an appointment that you need to make to mm-hmm. learn how learn how to breathe. Yeah, right. <laughs> learn how to relax our muscles. Um simple things. Um I my husband travels a lot, so we have all these things that we use <laughs> for when you're jet lagging across the continents. Um and that would be dream water, um cherubundi juice, which you can find in a lot of grocery stores, or a 5-HTP, which is a combination of St. John's wort and a variety of other herbs that will mellow out any anxiety that's present. Mm -hmm. Um, We also like to talk about diet at this time of the year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's really hard because you, I mean, it sounds cliche, but you have all the Christmas cookies and all the baked goods or pies, and it's usually more sugar available to you in your day than normal. And if you already have a high intake of sugar, that's going to be really hard. So a lot of people don't understand how much sugar wears their body out and how tired. You probably feel really tired, maybe not because of the lack of sleep you're getting. If, If you feel like you get a good night's sleep, it might be because you're running off of a lot of sugar.
0: Right. So even in my work day, I do not, I don't have sugar. At the end of the day, I might have one Hershey Kiss. (laughs) But I think clearer and my mood is more stabilized and my brain function is better when I don't have sugar in it. But if I were to have a lot of sugar, like cookies and such, I really have to drink a lot of water to out to literally offset what's happening with the amount of sugar that I'm doing uh, I'm taking in mm-hmm. so a lot of people say well I don't do sugar but you might be doing wine mm-hmm. <laughs> which has a lot of sugar in it so what I say to people is you have to drink at least 64 ounces of water to offset your sugar intake your alcohol intake and even your caffeine intake mm-hmm.
1: and it it gets better with just repeating a habit of lessening your sugar each time I mean Mm -hmm. the more you lessen your sugar the less you'll crave it that's the main part I think is our bodies crave it so much but you can get it in more natural ways whether that be um putting like Greek yogurt and honey or something that's more natural or fruit um but it all starts with you have to start somewhere or your body will just continually to crave a lot of the processed sugars that are available
0: to us right and so I can tell when I've had too much sugar because it will literally make me more anxious. And some people can tell they will feel more depressed. Mm-hmm. So um, we really need to understand that our diet intake is affecting us emotionally. They are very tied together. And sometimes people don't understand that. Right. With the amount of carbohydrates they're eating, that that's producing sugar. Yeah. Um, so... Along that line, we want to talk about um, how if you repress your feelings that you're struggling with regarding the holiday, Mm -hmm. that repression of the feelings will affect your body in a negative way.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this just happens outside of the holidays, too. We have a lot of clients um, with. Some bodily issues, physically bodily issues that aren't always connected to repression of feelings or trauma, but a lot of them are. And it's trying to get being very self-aware and intentional about trying to get those feelings out so they don't manifest elsewhere in the body.
0: That's true. Uh, When I was in grad school, one of our textbooks showed the correlation to various um psychological issues that were being repressed and physical symptomology. Mm-hmm. even arthritis can sometimes be not all the time, but sometimes tied to the repression of certain types of feelings. So we really need people to be journaling during mm-hmm. this season because you're gonna have a lot of feelings.
1: <laughs> yeah, or go see someone that you, a friend that you can talk about, the hard in-law or cousin you have to see every year, um, talk about it because um, it will manifest itself elsewhere, whether that even be, it might make you more tired than you actually are again. It might make you more lethargic or, um, I mean, maybe this is more than just the holidays where anxiety or anticipation of something gives you a lot of GI issues. Like it's all over the map, to be honest. So,
0: it's, it's true. So um, let's talk about things get, that can be triggered emotionally during the holidays, because these are the feelings you need to be processing that you may not be aware of <laughs> mm-hmm. that you need to process. Um, so a loss of a loved one. So I'll have a lot of people say, this is my first Christmas without my dad, or... Um, or the death of a child which is so huge right uh, there's just so many issues regarding loss of people that we love during the holidays because we're very aware mm-hmm. of that last two, two nights ago I made a recipe that one of my aunts had written for me oh wow 30 years ago and I I felt a little sad when I was making this recipe because I was thinking about her and thinking about how I miss her. Right. So um, that recipes can stir recipes can <laughs> yeah. stir up loss. Yeah. Or
1: um, and I think it's I think the loss of a loved one. It's easy to it's easy to kind of discount the weight of it. Even if it's like your 6th or 10th year without that loved one, the pain is most of the time still just as large as it was when it first happened because you, it's the time of year where you would usually see that person and you miss that person. It's way more triggering. And so don't discount that it's like, oh, well, it's the 7th year without them. I should be over this. Well, odds are you're going to think of them and it's going to be painful.
0: Right. So... Yeah, there's certain family members that I know have been dead for 20, 30 years, and mm-hmm. I, I miss them more so during the holidays because I associate them with family gatherings mm-hmm. at the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a lot of, you know, people who are single or, or struggling with infertility, they're still not married. and mm-hmm. uh, They're going to have to answer or our ridiculousness at some mm-hmm. kind of family gathering Or they still don't have children yet, and there's a loss there. Yeah, it feels empty. Uh, That's something to, again, we have to process those emotions.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's really specific to what works for you. Maybe going to a friend's house on Christmas Day with your spouse, with a family that has kids feels therapeutic for you, or maybe that's too painful. It just really take a moment to ask yourself, what do you need in that moment? Because you're either going to stir up maybe more loss or or you can give yourself some some like mental medicine. So I would be intentional about asking
0: yourself, what is it that you really need? It's going to different, probably vary for your, what does person. Tell me what, describe what mental medicine means. I think
1: mental medicine means like the idea of, Almost like that idea of like filling your love tank, I think, which we've talked about before in past podcasts of like, okay, um, I don't, maybe you don't have parents have, maybe both your parents are deceased and you can't go to either of their houses or spend time with um, a motherly or fatherly figure, but maybe your friend has two parents that have been present for you for a while is that therapeutic for you to go over there and feel cared for by them and filling that love tank of yours? So just take an assessment of what do you need? Cause what I need is going to be different than what someone else needs. It's true.
0: What's going to be life giving. If it's not going to be life giving, are there going to be limits to it? Um, how many hours am I going to spend there? You know, other, mm-hmm. other losses is we may have very dysfunctional family members mm-hmm. who are very grating on us or are predators. Um, we might not have much in the way of family. Mm-hmm. So that's very triggering as well. Um, or maybe we don't like our family.
1: Yeah, or maybe it's just, maybe it's that you don't want to be around your family, but everyone else is around their family. That would That's really hard right. to see other people enjoy something maybe you don't have. So again, take that assessment. Okay, what do I need?
0: And then a big, big, big issue is um, people have very high expectations um, about what the holidays are supposed to look like. And when it doesn't look that way, it stirs up some feelings. So I think the Hallmark fa- Hallmark Channel has created <laughs> some of these issues. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like these
1: people always have really nice houses, really clean houses. Um perfectly baked baked goods out people are always dressed really nice and it's like in my head i'm like that's really not what this is like
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's inaccurate but right so going to get a christmas tree on the hallmark channel (laughs) looks very wonderful wonderful experience but you could be screaming with your kids and it could be raining outside on the day you have decided to go get a Christmas tree. Right. So that can really affect people because they have to change their expectations. So we really do have to lower our expectations and say, is this the hallmark expectation or is this a realistic expectation? Right. It's.
1: And I, I just think of like the classic like... And maybe your family does do this, and that's really great. We're happy for you. But I just think of the classic, like, all of me and my spouse and all my three kids will decorate the tree together, and it'll be the most harmonious, functional hour of our life during this Christmas season when I like thinking like realistically someone's probably decorating the Christmas tree someone's probably watching football on another screen (laughs) or you know it doesn't always happen in this harmonious unity that's always really easy and simple that tv tends to show us a lot of the time
0: it's true (laughs) so we have to lower our expectations but even bigger than that I think finances become a really large issue for a lot of people during the holidays yeah definitely it really sheds a light on people's
1: insecurities too I think not having the finances whether it be for your kids I feel like that's really hard if you want to buy your kids certain things but you can't or if you just like are the one in your family um that doesn't make as much as everyone else that's kind of weird to work around and awkward depending on what that situation looks like for you
0: right so all of these could be losses that you need to be processing otherwise you're going to take them into your body and it's going to create um tension in your body it's going to create sleep issues it's going to create anxiety and depression So maybe you didn't know these are issues that you need to be processing, but they are. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And it might help you actually enjoy the holiday season more than you did before. Because you're able to come to a realistic view and be ready for it. Which is a lot easier than it sounds. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Easier to say
0: that than actually do it. (laughs) Right. Um, So we're going to be talking about how to move towards doing this healthy in the coming podcasts. We're going to be doing some boundaries with family members during Mm -hmm. the holidays. Um, but today we're just specifically focusing on how it affects the body and therefore the emotions Mm because whatever happens to the body affects our mind affects our emotions. So, um, And Along those lines, Kate is going to be running a group for the holidays um, that we are kind of excited about. Well, we are. We're not kind of. (laughs) We're excited about it because we feel like it really addresses body, soul, spirit issues. So um, Kate, why don't you talk about that group that's coming up?
1: Yeah. So it's going to be entitled Walking Your Way Through the Holidays. And What that means is the first 30 minutes of the group, we're going to actually be walking and just taking a walk. Um, No true agenda during that 30 minutes besides just enjoying getting getting physically fit. Maybe it's something that you have a hard time doing. Um, I think for me personally, I have a hard time feeling motivated in the cold and when it gets darker out. And it's easier to do these things with people. Or have a actual time and place to get ourselves up and moving. So we'll be doing that to start, and then we'll come back in and for the for that next hour, we'll focus um, our discussions on similar to what this podcast is about, but maybe a little more in depth and more um, intimate, where you where you can share with each other about what is hard about the season, what's hard about boundaries, and we'll find practical ways to kind of minister to that through this holiday season. And also it's just something to look forward to in your week where you know you're getting physically active and um, you're doing something for your physical health and your spiritual and mental health. So that's a big deal and could really change some things. So that group will start um, November 12th. It'll have two separate times, one Monday mornings, 9 a.m. to 10.30 And then Wednesday, 12 p.m. to 2 So a morning group and an afternoon group. And if you would like to register,
0: you're going to register for one, not both, right?
1: Right. You're going to register for one if morning works better for you or if afternoon works better for you. That's why we have this two separate times. So the first one will start on November 12th and the next one would be November 15th. Um, So you're going to register by uh, hopefully November 9th. The cost would be $25.00. You can register at C Beiler, that's C as in cat, Beiler, B-E-I-L-E-R, wellsprings at gmail.com. So um, we're excited to see what that looks like because there's not a lot of groups out there that do physical activity
0: and um, then the emotional work. Right. And that's something that we haven't talked about here when it comes to the body. I'm, I'm super big on getting people moving and getting heart rate activity. Because it's literally like releasing an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medicine into mm-hmm. their body. Mm-hmm. So I want to see. So I one of the things I say to a lot of people who are depressed, I know the very thing that you don't want to do, which is walk, <laughs> is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So finding a walking buddy like this group yeah. is excellent.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. And honestly, the. The more you do it, the more you're you're going to it gets easier to do. I think the hardest part is the motivation. But once it's done, I've never heard anyone be like, "Oh, I wish I didn't do that." <laughs> it's like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't I should have done that earlier." Um so the the hardest part I think is just the beginning steps of getting dressed to go out, finding the time to do it. To me, that's the motivation piece
0: that's missing. Right. So heart act heart rate activity, just like you need a holiday buddy to be able to talk about feelings, you might need a holiday buddy to walk with so that you really are getting what you need emotionally, because scientifically we know that when you exercise with a good heart rate activity, you literally will it will equal the amount of serotonin uptake mm-hmm. that a an anti anxiety med would give you or an antidepressant medicine would give you. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy what it can do for you afterwards.
0: And get this, I just recently read an article that a really hot bath Mm. can give you heart rate activity (laughs) because your body is working hard at moderating the temperature. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, well, that's easy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think you're going to lose weight taking baths. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I think emotionally you Mm -hmm. could feel better at the end of that. Right. Because you have a serotonin uptake from your body working hard. It with heart rate activity
1: yeah that's and um, yeah and a bath is an opportunity even to find other more ways to be relaxed light some candles and relax in it like it's a double <laughs> it's also to me a mental a mental health practice too
0: okay so um this is part one which was about how the body affects your emotions as so as we work on caring for the body and coping with holiday blues and seasonal affect disorder, we want to just encourage you to start implementing some of these things. And we will be coming back to you with part two, where we really begin to talk about what does that look like um, with boundaries? What does that look like with addressing issues of the soul? Um, and spiritually, you know, what do we do with all these ashes? Mm-hmm. Um, God promises that when we talk about these things that we're grieving, he's going to give us beauty for our ashes. But most people don't know how to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really difficult. So hopefully this will set, put a little kind of starter in your brain <laughs> to get going on
0: that. Okay, so thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Check out our website at wellspringsolutions.com where you can find all of our um, podcasts and blogs. You can also find these podcasts on two major um, podcast distributors, which would be iTunes and Stitcher. And... There's a variety of other podcast sites, but I don't Xbox, all that stuff. I don't know all these other places. Yeah.
1: Also, if you're looking for information on to the group, the flyer for it will be posted on our Facebook page, which is just Wellspring Solutions. You should be able to find it if you just search it.
0: Yeah, and we could put it on our website too. Yeah. In events. We'll mm-hmm. put it in events on our website. All right. So thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day and check back with us again. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to Emotional and Spiritual Well-Being with Sharon Wegman. For more resources or to have Sharon speak at your meeting or event, please visit wellspringssolutions.com.